0: You're listening to the Misfit Island podcast. I'm Felicia Bacham. And I'm Najeda Shapoetul. We are two misfits who are exploring the intersection of social political issues, current events, and the personal development industrial complex. Join us on this journey of exploration, whether or not you're a misfit. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey Felicia, how are you doing? I'm good. Hi, Najeda. It's um, been definitely an interesting time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely, right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I'm still recovering from the election. Um, if I, I don't know about you. I woke up yesterday, and for me, it did not seem like a Saturday. I feel oh, like really? the longest work, the the longest like week, but the weekday, I feel like it's it was stretching.
0: <laughs> oh well, that's interesting. Yeah, I um just so everyone knows, we were recording this on a Sunday. Yes, um, yes, yes. And it's the day after. Yes. The announcement that Joseph Robinette Biden will be our forty sixth. President. President of the United States, or at least uh, the phrase they're using a lot is projected. Um, so, yes. Um, anyway, we'll go more into that and our reflections about that. But, yes, continue. You, you're saying yes, it didn't feel yeah, like a Saturday.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel. I don't know if it's because. I guess you know what it could have been, because that's one thing. Although I, I was really welcome. I was waiting. I was um I was anxious. Well, I don't want to say anxious, but I was really waiting for election day, because and after that, the day after the election, um, because and yeah, some people might say it's not that I don't care about the results, but the the last two weeks were pretty busy for me because I was I was working during the election, during in you know um, engaging, getting out the vote, working with getting out the vote, and it was. Pretty intense, and it got even. You know, it was as we were getting closer. The last, I would say, six days were pretty intense for me. That you know, I just and maybe because the other weekends I was working, maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but it took me I, I, Friday. I was like, oh, so wait, tomorrow is Saturday. It is Friday, and then I woke up like, yeah, it is Saturday. <laughs> it seems like I think I didn't know days anymore because I was working every day. So I think that's probably why I didn't know, it didn't make a difference because obviously, because we had early voting here for two weeks and I started working um, with, you know, having to like on a consistent basis since um, early voting, be- you know, began, begun. So it so that's kind of like how um, it was. So easing my way there and obviously, like most people yesterday, I really was like, yes, uh let's take that collective relief. Uh let's do that collective excel because of Joe uh Joe Biden and Kamala Harris beating uh, defeating defeating. <laughs> defeating defeating Donald Trump. You know, so, and I have to say, and I guess you and I can have a conversation about that another time, because we were talking about it, side note before, regarding um, the whole thing with Kamala Harris, a Black woman in that position. I do have to say that um, I am proud and I do um, acknowledge the historic nature of having the first Not only the first woman, the first black woman, the first black, the first Indian, the first black Indian woman as our um, vice president elect. So Mm -hmm. um, it's exciting. And as a progressive, um, I'm very cautious and I'm like, okay. And I'm trying not to get disappointed as well. So yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and thanks for, well, first of all, thanks for all the work you did in Florida with helping to get the, the work, the, the vote out, and, and, um, and helping out at the polling stations, and I know that was a lot of hard work, and yeah, I can see how it's very easy to get the days confused. <laughs> um, so, yeah, <laughs> thank you for all your work, and everyone out there who worked to get the votes out, and, um, you know, did the... You know, door knocking even during a pandemic and all those things to help make this, I mean, we had a historic turnout. So something worked, Some something motivated people to go to the polls, um, various things motivated people to go to the polls. Um, some of those things I probably won't agree with, but then some of those things I had motivations that some people are probably not going to agree with, (laughs) but um, ultimately, yeah. Thank everybody. I wanted to thank you, Najeda, and everyone who did the work to to help make to get people to exercise their rights and um, whatever they chose to do with those rights is entirely personal. But um, yeah, that's super super important. And um, yeah, I was certainly relieved um, to hear. Of the results. And yes, also important to mention that Kamala Harris's achievements is also uh, a a great example of how, or I guess a sign or symbol maybe of how far we've come. And I want to say, I don't watch a lot of CNN, but I did watch it last night to watch the victory speech. And someone, Mm -hmm. one of the commentators made a comment about African-American women and how we are a a backbone of society, if not maybe the backbone. Um, Let's go back to the slavery days, shall we? But um, for just a brief second, (laughs) who did uh, the brunt of the work back in those days? And um, to have someone to hold a position like that now, I mean, that speaks a lot of how far we've come And, um, and to have someone to represent us as well as South Asian women and, um, we, we need that. We, we need that, um, call her a symbol, call her representation, call her, um, whatever. Um, that I think that's, that's a historic moment. That's a historic thing. I saw somewhere, I can not tell you where, cause I looked at so many different websites yesterday, <laughs> but somebody showed a picture of all of her predecessors, all yes, yes, white I did see men, something like that. all yeah. old white men. In many cases, and it's just like wow, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's definitely
1: that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Definitely, no, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, and you're welcome, I would say. Although we did not win Florida, although we, you know, Biden did win um Miami Dade, which is where I was um doing getting out of vote was we were nonpartisan, but for the most part, most of our people are Democrats. Most of our people were Biden supporters. And also we had local elections. So we actually have our first, we made history in Miami. We have our first um, Miami Dade mayor, who's a female. She's the first woman who's oh, awesome. Um, yes, we did. And she's a progressive. <laughs> we were, she's a progressive. So that was really one of the, victories that that was a great victory for us especially when we saw we did not win the state but um because you know just the way I we will talk about that another time like we were and I were sharing how basically Florida is a red state but we have pockets and Miami did is one of them where we have to come out really like big numbers in order to cover the state which is where um we did not we were not able to achieve that this time around, and for the most part, I think uh, Obama won the state twice. But I think that's been at least for a very long time. I think that's been pretty much it. So, but I will say one of the things that for me, uh, I am very much, I'm very happy that um, not only like I, I acknowledge the the historic of the history you know, the the historic nature of, you know, having the first women vice president is let alone a black woman. I have to say, I can't seem to get over. And I don't think I want to get over the fact maybe I, you know, maybe I can, you know, understand certain things. And like I said, I mean, I'm not at this point right now. I do plan to get there, but I don't know about getting over Um, because I think it's very important that we look at how close this election was. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. for me, it really was like, what the hell? (laughs) Yep. You know, it was like, I could understand somebody voting for Trump you know the occupant the current occupant of the White House which is gonna be leaving <laughs> yay hopefully and, you know soon well <laughs> I think he won't leave. Maybe he'll get dragged out but who knows. But anyway Yeah he's but gonna leave somehow. Yeah Got he's to. gonna leave somehow. But basically it's like I could understand if you were fed up with the traditional politicians in 2016. You I mean we know that people did not like Hillary. Hillary was not a like candidate I don't like her myself. Um, I could understand, although I reluctantly voted for her in 2016, I could understand if somebody said, you know what, I'm going to go with Trump because, yeah, he did start out with the birter movement. Let's, you know, let's be, you know, frank about that. But I could let that. Okay. But after four years of seeing the way he denigrated, you know, women, the way he treated immigrants, the way he made people feel unwelcome, the, the, the way he embraced white supremacy. And he actually, you know, he divided the country the way he showed that he didn't really care for the Black Lives Matter movement. And I would say the Black, black life in general because of the way he was, you know, the way he, I mean, I couldn't believe that that many people voted for him. And for me, I got caught up. Well, when I say caught up, yesterday I allowed myself to embrace that victory. But, you know, prior to this, I have to say, I was like, you know what? Yeah, if Biden wins, great. It's a relief, but there's no, I really felt like there was no victory, really, because I can't believe that the the race was that close, because it was to me, I really felt like what it's telling me and, and you know, you and I had a conversation before this is that, you know, I really feel like people embraced racism, which means they supported it, which makes them racist in a way. And also, many times, like when you look at it, people who voted for their own interests. So basically, we're basically showing how A lot of us, and I have to say, yeah, there are people I know who voted for Biden who are racist as well, but they just don't like the overt racism of Trump. And also there are people who voted for Biden who are very much self-interest, but very much, I mean, a lot of people who voted for Trump comes from a a self-interest. I know I've had people say that to me, like personally, people that I know who supported him. And for me, it really shows that we're very much seeped, like we're, not only are we very divided, but it's like uh, how racism and individualism, you know, I even call it in a way cruelty or really thinking about yourself, like that individualism is is very deep.
0: Yeah, the hyper individualism runs very deep and and, and whether, whether that's a symptom of uh, neoliberalism, or late-stage capitalism, capitalism <laughs> or the so-called American way, you know, freedom, my right, so on, so on. It's it a combination of all three or something else entirely. It's, it's very much um, that, that ideology, in whether one voted for Biden or Trump, if it's a, from a place of, well, I want this, but not really thinking about other people, <laughs> their concerns, or their health, or their welfare—it's um, very much steeped in that that um, that mindset, and that's that's what floors me um, with some of the people I've spoken to, particularly those on the side of. Trump who who were like well I got mine and I want more of that so or I don't want to wear masks and Biden's going to make us wear masks or I don't want vaccines and Biden's going to make us wear vaccines and, or wear vaccines, <laughs> get, <laughs> vaccines. Get, get vaccines <laughs> um, and, yeah yeah um, or you know that kind of thing and I'm like well uh speaking specifically to masks and vaccines and the overall situation involving COVID-19, we are dealing with a public health crisis. Your rights to wear a mask or not, it, it, thats to me, that's irrelevant. It, we are looking at making sure that the people in your life are safe, the people around you are safe, whether it's at the grocery store or in a church or thanksgiving's coming up a family gathering because i'm sure people are still going to do that whatever the reasons are i i i that's my and maybe that there's some errors in that thought but i feel like we gotta we need to be considerate of other people but this the mindset that well i got mine and or well i'm healthy or you know racism doesn't bother me sexism doesn't bother me but it bothers other people yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And I have to say, well, I had a personal incident that occurred to me. um, And I have to say, I was upset. I was shocked and I was hurt because it was with a relative who basically supported Trump, but I don't even think he voted for him. But I mean, when I say, I don't think he even, well, let me just say, I don't think he even voted it's not that because probably if he voted, he voted for him, but I don't think he was one, you know, one of those, those young non-voters, whatever. But I couldn't believe that a black man is like telling me when I bring up Trump racism that, oh, well, what, Biden is not racist and you know, this and that, whatever. And then when I actually brought up what Trump has said about Haiti, as well, in case you're listening to this for the first time, you haven't listened to our intro, I'm Haitian American um, and I care deeply. I love my homeland Haiti. And when, you know, he was like, well, it is, like, that's what he said. That, and then when I was saying, because one of my biggest reasons for voting for Biden, like probably I would say like the the biggest one and um really got me engaged and really did what I did which was like you know like I was exhausted and everything. Um I is because of undock you know undoc because of the immigrant population here or uh, because of the undocumented immigrant immigrants from all over and also specifically from my homeland Haiti. And we have Haitians who are TPS holders. There's about, I think a good like 50,000 or it might even be a bit, well, 300,000, it includes on Duas and other places. I think there's about 50,000 Haitian, um, I, I'm not sure, Give, it, might be, uh, it might be off, but um, I think it's around that number who might lose their status and might have to go back home. So, when, and, the, and when I say TPS holders, these people are working they're actually contributing to our society. They're paying taxes. They did not get the stimulus check, okay? Because as we know, Trump decided that only um, people with residents and American citizens were getting it. So either way, um, they're contributing. Some of them have been here for many years. Some of them have had children who are, who were raised here. And these people are, there, you know, if we, well, Biden said he's going to, um, I think he's going to extend it and find a path to either residency or citizenship, something. But either way, what I'm saying is these people are at, they were at risk. Well, they're still at risk until something is done. So let me just say that they're mm-hmm. at risk. And when I brought up, when I brought that up to him, he told me, what are they doing here anyway? I was And that's when I had I knew to walk away because I was like, okay, I'm going to walk away. But basically, I bring up that example because you know, like someone, another relative, when I mentioned it, and I thought it to myself. Well, you know what? Yes, you were born here, you're American, but if your father had not, you know, he came here. Not sure if he was came here illegally and then he got his residency or whichever. But basically. Those of us who are immigrants, and basically we are like we all know we're on stolen land,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: we're all like they say nobody is illegal on stolen land, okay? But basically, at some point, your you know your parents like th- your parents are immigrants, they immigrated here. So when you are completely you don't care about other people who are immigrants, wow. And and I st- I have that issue with the with some people with most of people in the Cuban community, which is on a, another reason why we lost Florida, because an overwhelming number, if not the majority, of Cubans voted for Trump. And it's really about a self-interest. Uh, first of all, there's this whole thing about communism. You know, there's this whole day because they painted the Biden as a socialist. Really. You know, and on top. Yeah. But I've seen immigrants, I mean, especially living here in Miami, we're a a city of immigrants. But I've seen immigrants like when they get here, you know, once they get their residency or they become citizens, whatever, they don't care about other immigrants. And I, I I can't I can't get that part. Yeah. Some of them even came here illegally. And I just, Mm. I don't get how you can be so much into yourself that you are, like, for me, that alone should have been the reason that you chose to vote against Trump. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get it, but I guess, like, you know, it's that whole individual you know individualism is like it's so deep that I, I don't know so I I can't um I can't get passed that. when I have to say
0: yeah that that is amazing to me um yeah I I too was and um I have a friend as well we were doing some texting me and a, um me and a couple of friends were doing some texting back and forth yesterday. And one of them also brought out the fact that like over 70 million people still voted for Trump. And yes, mm-hmm. I, yeah. again, I'm bottom line. Everyone has the right to vote. Everyone has the right to do what they need to do. I guess what I don't understand is why, <laughs> especially now during a pandemic. And I, I I don't understand the mentality. I would have thought, I would have hoped, although I also knew better than to rely on that hope, that Biden would have had a bigger, like, maybe not a landslide, although that would have been nice, a bigger victory than he got. And We had to wait several days before it was announced, before the AP announced um, the projected winner. I, I I I do struggle with that. Um at the same time, I'm glad things turn out the way they did. I really like how The Guardian frequently uses the phrase that Biden defeated Trump. It's like you can't say that enough. If nothing else, that's probably the biggest thing for me is that yeah. <laughs> this guy is on his way out. Kicking and screaming or whatever. Yeah. He's on his way out. And um and you know, for those who are, who listened to some of the previous episodes, no, Biden was not ultimately my first choice when the yeah, primaries came too. through North Carolina. I voted for Sanders. I went to his rally he had at the Blumenthal in downtown Charlotte. And this obviously before the pandemic. And so I was more on that. So I still have my Bernie twenty twenty bumper sticker, although it's not on my car. I'm not a fan of bumper stickers on my car but that's a whole other thing um and I think one of my cats is still a little sad about that too he's sleeping it off but still (laughs) but uh, it's um yeah that was not my Biden was not my first choice I had some concerns about some of his history um particularly around the in the 90s he had oh what was it? The anti-crime bill that encouraged l- long sentences and mass incarceration, for example. Um, he was a fierce advocate of it. Maybe he knows better now. We all make mistakes. But um, but yeah, I, I... And he's more on the moderate side of a party that has left many people in the lurch. Um, jobs have gone, um, the economy is not serving many people. And, you know, a lot of people blame Democrats for that, which I'm not saying is wrong, but I don't really see the Republicans helping them out anytime in their future. They haven't in the past. Also, you know, look at Reagan in the 1980s. Um, yeah, so that's, it, that's not, he's a perfect example of someone who didn't really care about the people. Um, so I, yeah, I, I was hoping for more, I, I'm more on the radical side of things, hoping for something that really helps people like universal health care, for example, which um, last I checked, Biden wasn't really for that. But I, I'm i guessing we'll still at least get to keep the Affordable Care Act that's in place. And there isn't going to be this constant threat to take that away. And hopefully also not the constant threat of taking away Social Security and Medicare and things like that. Um, keep dismantling the New Deal. I mean, that seems to be the Republican <laughs> approach. But yet there are people who blame Democrats for their lost jobs or Mexicans or both. So it's... Um, I feel like I'm rambling, but yeah, ultimately, yeah. Biden was not my ideal choice, I guess. But, um, if it meant, especially since I'm in a swing state, which unfortunately appears to be going to Trump again, sadly, I have some, mm-hmm. some issues with that, but, um, since I'm in a swing state and I could not vote for Trump, I went for Biden. So here we are. And I'm relieved. No. I'm relieved that it turned out yeah. the way it did.
1: Definitely. I mean, I have to say, and you know, it's not like I was walking around feeling like, oh my God, oh my God, my life is at risk or anything. But I have to say something shifted yesterday. And I think something shifted collectively for ev- for the country, although Yes, we do have almost half of the country that're not happy actually there were I was watching on Twitter because because of the weather i don't live close to North Miami, so I could not join the caravans of cars celebrating in downtown Miami. But there were like um Cubans and there's an area there's this Cuban restaurant i heard they were there not too far they're not that far from me they're actually closer to downtown Miami than, you know, closer to, like, closer to me than downtown Miami, they were, they were like saying that the election was being stolen, whatever. Um, but, you know, the, the Cubans, but what I was basically saying is that I, like you, was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He's the one I, that's one thing I really regret is that he did not get to come here. But also, I mean, unfortunately, I live in Miami, uh, where very much there's this whole, there's this fear of like, there's this whole thing of like, anytime you talk about programs that actually benefit people, the majority, you're labeled um, socialist, you're labeled communism. Although I'm like, when, when was this communism became a bad, I mean, not communism, I mean, socialism, when that became like, like it's like it's like this bad thing and he's not even, he's a democratic socialist, so either way. So I think that's probably why he did not make it out here and obviously maybe he would have made it out here if he was a nominee, but I did vote for him. Um, Biden was not by far my, cho- my first choice, my, my, well, he wasn't my choice at all. Actually, I, I remember the first debate, I was like, okay, we need to clear the stages. Remember we had so many candidates he was one of the people that I thought needed to go, <laughs> you know, he had to like, I didn't want to see him on the stage anymore. Um, although like, you know, and for me, there was the crime bill, but also, and that's one of my concerns, even to this day with someone like Biden. Um, yes, I'm happy Biden won and we defeated Trump. Because for me, these were their alternatives and like you, like you, this is a swing state. So I could not afford to, um, to vote for, like to not vote at all, or throw away my vote or whatever. Um, and also for me, it became bigger because of what I shared with the immigrants. Um, so, but I'm very concerned only with the crime bill. I'm also concerned that he's a moderate, like you said, and one of the things I I guess for me, I really, that's why, you know, people think, I think a lot of times they think that us who are Bernie supporters, I'm not saying that there's not some of us who are like, like cultish or we see him as a God, a savior. And I think that happens with with pretty much, many times it happens people with, with these type of figures. It happens sometimes, but it's not like that is the norm for Bernie supporters. And I often say that to people that you know, I don't follow Bernie's lead. I don't like, it's just that what he the his policies, what he's presenting are, you know, they're very much aligned with my values. You know, these are things that I care about. And like I said, if we did have the opportunity to have Bernie or someone like him in, you know, in power, instead of someone like Biden, um, the difference for me is not that, oh, magically, the Republicans are going to agree and we're going to be able to pass legislation left and right and everything's right. going to be great. But I know that I have a fighter for me. I right. have a fighter for my values. I have a fighter, somebody who's going cool because he believes it and he wants it. He may not get everything, but he's going to fight for me and we're going to get some of it is when when but then when we have somebody like biden he doesn't like biden did not run on 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 medicare for all and like you were saying yes he's gonna keep the affordable care act which i guess you know not i guess it is better than nothing okay but as one who actually fought for the aca i have to say i am very disappointed with it and i wanted a public option which obama did not even try to bring up and i remember when we were when we were like when the legislation was being voted we actually had both control of both houses so this is why sometimes you know the democrats (laughs) because we know a lot of them don't really want these progressive changes and a lot of them you know they respond to their big donors who are the pharmaceutical you know, companies and the healthcare industry and all of that. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, we're, we are gonna get, I think, well, if we get, if it does pass, I don't know, but we're supposed to get the public option this time. I think that's the, that's the difference that he's advocating for um, that he talked about that he presented on his platform um, by then. So, which I guess would be better. And one of the things, I mean, I don't know, but you know, one of the things I, well, not to say that I'm like, what I say is good, but I was part of a group in the Haitian community where we presented an agenda uh, to, to the campaign. Um, I think it made it to the campaign and I don't know if any, of, uh, any other groups, one of the things that I was, that I suggested is that this whole one time enrollment, I don't think it's, I think we need to have more than one enrollment. So I'm hoping that he gets a lot of people to address that issue. Because I think this whole thing of having an enrollment from November to to December 15, and then it, once you don't do it, that's it. For most of us, I mean, for any, I think most people, you can't join until the next year. I think that's, um, things happen in life. And I think people should have more than one enrollment period. So anyway, but basically what I was saying is that he did not run on any of the progressive things. So already, you know, so I don't think he's not going to be a fighter for us. And actually one of the things yesterday he said, I mean, I don't have the exact because actually somebody tweeted, I think it was Sean King who tweeted it and he posted on his Instagram. He said something, um, and I saw people, I think Desiree Way posted that on, on Facebook last night when he said something that the African-American community has always had his back and that he will have their back. So I was actually thinking, um, although I have to be honest and say that a lot of people in the African-American community also are not, many of them are not, at least, I don't know if it's a lack of belief and maybe we could talk about that another time, Felicia, but they don't, see, a lot of them are not fully a hundred percent embracing progressive um, or maybe I think it's a lack of belief. That's, I don't know. They, they don't think it's gonna happen, but he said that he's gonna have their back. And for me, what I'm thinking is that, you know what? Yes, you know, people have been calling for uh, Stacey Abrams to be to get a position in the administration. And yes, kudos to her. Thank you. I know her and also many other Black women, you know, like Black women really carried the day. Thank you to all these organizers who that's how we won this election. That's how we defeated Trump. Um, But I think, yes, she can have a position, but that's not to me. That is not the way to have our back. Policies is what I would like to see. And I think that's what we all deserve. You know, um, I don't think having certain, and you know, like having black, you know, having certain people in key positions only. No, I I think we need to have policies. So I hope that when he says that he will have the African-American back, uh, I, it, it translates into policies that, is, that are going to impact our lives and not certain specific individual rights, I mean, um, lives. And again, not to, I'm not like basically bad mounting or attacking, you know, people who get, you know, black pe- people, black women or black people who get, or people, other people of color who get positions under a Biden administration. But I just think that we need to move beyond that. We need actual policies that are going to affect, um, you know, marginalized groups that are going to affect people, not just you know the the majority of people, not a few.
0: So that's what yeah. I would say. Yeah, representation is not enough. I mean, definitely. it's great that definitely yeah, it's great that we can look at uh, a cabinet and advisors and and see a variety of people of gender and race and religion and ability and so on. It's I'm thinking it's like being in a corporation. I've been in a few and they have a female CEO or they have a board of, you know, an executive board and there's a woman or two, but the policies in that organization are still sexist, or they're still oppressive in some way, um, they're still not really taking care of the employees, they're still chipping away at their benefits, or increasing their health care, or making them come into the office instead of working from home, um, or, you know, things like that. And, yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, Melissa Mayer was CEO of Yahoo and she put a kibosh on people working at home because it's more collaborative if they're in the office. And um, not to say that, you know, if you're a woman, you have to think a certain way. It's just that there's this assumption that if you put someone from a marginalized identity in a certain position that, okay, well, that's it. We did it. Done. But the workers are still not happy. The voting public is still not happy. We're still mm-hmm. oppressing other countries, um, or you know, it's we're still. I mean, even I, I guess. In, I guess I don't really want to get into this now because I, I I wouldn't do it justice. But think about Hillary Clinton as Secretary of Defense, and you know, she was a woman, but we still did some horrible things in the Middle East to the populations there. And so, I mean, it's, it's, there's no guarantee that just because we've got the right people in place that things are going to change. It might look that way. It's great that you pointed this person, that person, whoever for these positions, but there's got to be some action that follows that, that actually helps people, that supports them.
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And (laughs) You got me with that Hillary Clinton. and I'm like, should I say something or not? But but no, I mean, and I have to say something. Well, and it's not that, I mean, Felicia knows that about me. I don't do identity politics. And it's not that either um, I can say that, oh, well, you know, well, I still think I prefer, um, you know, at least when it comes to what I've seen with Not that, I mean, there's some questionable, some things about Kamala Harris based on her record as a prosecutor, but I definitely would say I relate a lot more to her than to Hillary Clinton. And I know for myself, um, what I experienced, the pride and joy I experienced seeing her speak yesterday, the historic moment, I'm sorry to say that. And I know some people may not agree with what I'm about to say, but- I did not feel anything. I did for me, yes, I would love to see a woman president, but I did not, it, it, it didn't do anything for me that she, Hillary Clinton was a, uh, the first, I mean, not the first, I think, I don't think she was the first, but either way, at least she was, the, well, she was, I think she was the first in terms of like the actual nominee of the party, right?
0: So Kamala? I
1: think there were, there, No, I'm ta- no, no, I'm talking about the actual, no, I'm talking about Hillary. Oh, oh, oh. Being the actual nominee
0: of the party, I think she is the she was the first woman, right? I think so. And I want to make a question, yes. actually real yeah. brief. I said secretary of defense, she was secretary of state. Secretary of state, secretary <laughs> of state, yes. So yeah, actually, you
1: know and- what, when you said it, I was like, oh yeah, I'll correct, but then I forgot. I was like, oh, I'll let, I'll like, but then I, not as you said, yeah, secretary of state. But yeah, so anyway, but I, to me, I mean, a lot of people were saying it was historic. It was not historic to me. <laughs> Because for me, again, I don't go by identity politics. Um, And if it was Hillary, who was uh Biden's um running mate, I would have been, oh, good, we defeated Donald Trump. But I would not have felt any type of way uh, a pride. I mean, that's just how I'm being, at least for me personally. But definitely, because, you know, and... You know, that's one of the things I was telling Felicia and I said, maybe we could talk about that another time too. This whole thing with representation, you know, Uh, like for example, I, you know, well, I'll say it. I mean, I hope nobody who's listening to this who takes what I'm saying the wrong way or maybe they think I shouldn't even say it, but hey, I speak my truth. Um, Karine Jean-Pierre, which is Haitian-American, so she is Kamala Harris's chief of staff because um, it was decided right before they, J- Joe Biden announced his pick, she was a senior advisor for the campaign. And, and then they, when day they, they said she would be the VP's chief of staff. I'm very, I'm proud of her being in that role, but I have to say to me, that is not enough to satisfy the black community it is not enough to satisfy the Haitian community. I would mm-hmm. rather see policies that are, I mean, when I say I would rather, yes, I think it's great. Congratulations. Yes, great. I love the, you know, I'm proud of her reaching there, being in that position. Now, in terms of like, but how is that, is, is that going to make an impact to policy with Haiti? Is that going to make an impact to policies that affect Black People in general, and also is that going to impact the way haitian immigrants are are treated in this country because if it doesn't make a difference to me i don 't know and you know again, like I said, I think we need to and, and really it goes back to this what we were saying, this whole individual thing if we're only if we're going to cheer because for us we're satisfied with these individual gains we're not looking at the collective so Mm -hmm. i am i am very much into great congratulations okay how is it that you being in that position is going to impact u.s foreign policy in haiti how is that going to impact you know what i was saying you know i don't want to repeat myself but basically I, I'm and that's the thing. It's just like when we had Obama. How you know, many people, you know, are not happy with Obama because some people feel like as a black president, some people saw some things happen under his administration that to them was was wrong and disappointing and everything, because you know, do we want to just have people of color, black people in positions of power? But then we're not, we don't, we don't, but then they can go ahead and do the same thing that we, in terms of being the imperialists, you know, running, you know, is that what, you know, because they, oh, it's just about having them there, but they can run things the way that, you know, white supremacy, because, you know, the way that the oppressors have always done things, you know, so Mm -hmm. I get that change is slow, but I just think that sometimes the whole incremental thing, the whole pra- what's that word, being pragmatic, you know, that whole thing I think sometimes can be overplayed and overdone and used as a way to not hold people accountable.
0: Right. Yeah. And they can completely obfuscate why change isn't happening. And um, yeah, that's that's problematic. I also wanted to point out another mistake I made. It's Marissa. Mayor, possibly Meyer, who was the Yahoo CEO. I think I said Melissa. I'm making mistakes all over the place. I, so it's fine. Um,
1: <laughs> it's just at least you're okay. Well, hey, you're actually correcting it. So and actually, that one I wouldn't even know. So I didn't even know the. But I did caught the other one. But I I didn't get to say. That. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 been a week. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, um, I just, I wanted to interject that for a moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, what I want to say, and I guess we could, you know, um, wrap it up or something at some point, but, you know, sometime soon. One of the things that I'm also, there are two things that I'm concerned about and it has to do with the division because as we could see, I mean, this was a very close race. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I
1: know people are saying, I know they're saying that, um, I mean, well, pundits, I'm not saying just, it's just not anybody or the people on the new, you know, the networks that Biden, apparently he has more votes. He's nobody else has been able to have these uh, popular votes and all of that. So I get that, you know, and I also know, Hey people, let's not fool ourselves. This is not a a mandate for Biden. Not only because, not only because of the the numbers in terms of like the, the close race, but A lot of people voted for Biden because they they wanted Trump out. I mean, we had Angela Davis, who, like she says, I think she said she only voted once or twice or something for Obama. Um, We had people who are usually third party voters who were like, no, I'm voting. I'm going to have to vote for Biden this time. So let's. Because these were votes against Trump. They were not for Biden vote. They were against, they were vote against Trump. They were vote for immigrants, Um, not just me. The other day I was watching something on Hay Markets with um, Naomi Klein, Kiyonga, I forgot her full name. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, she was her and somebody else, Astra, they were talking about, um, and she, the Kiyonga, she said, I voted Again, I did not vote for Joe Biden. I voted against Donald Trump and for immigrants, you know? So either way, but basically we have a divided country. So this is not going to go away. Like people, I always say, you know, people who don't vote the way you do. And right now there's so many of of people who did not vote the way Felicia and I voted. And some of you who are, could be listening. Um, who are listening to us that, you know, I I don't believe in throwing people away, but just to say they're here and they're not going away. Some of them are very much extremists. Some of them Mm -hmm. are not, but I'm saying the extremists, the ones that, because for me, when I saw people, you know, you know, like praying and knocking on those, you know, windows, stop the vote, stop counting. And when I see people in front of this place called La Careta in Miami, these Cubans saying that, you know, Biden needs to go, that they're still in the election. To me, I'm like, okay, are you okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm very concerned about in terms of like their mental state. But just to say that, you know, we we are a divided country. And we also now um, the, the Democrats did not do so well in other seats and not like in, the, the, in the down ballots.
0: Yeah, yeah, in
1: the down ballots, like actually two Democrats, one in my district, which I reluctantly voted for her because she's not for Medicare for all and I actually called like one time. I don't know if they texted me or something or called me and I said, you know what? tell her like she needs to support Medicare for all. And I know she's not. And this is what shows you is that you're trying to play it safe for this community that you think is like conservative. And she lost, you know, Donna Mm. Shalala, another one, I think they were talking, they were talking about Bernie too, not for Medicare for all. She lost her seat. So we lost two seats in the, in Congress in Florida in, okay, at least, well, yeah, in Congress. So either way, but basically we're looking at a divided Congress as well. So, you know, what is Biden gonna be able to do? Although some people say, you know what, it's a gift to him because he wasn't gonna do a whole lot.
0: <laughs> you know, and, yeah, So, but Biden's, these are some of
1: my concerns. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, He's Biden's got his work cut out for him. And I also wanted to interject another thing um, briefly um Kiyanga yamada taylor was the yes. person that you were referencing earlier yes. so yes yeah definitely. she she is awesome um yes, i've listened to is. her in on the haymarket series and i'm following mm-hmm. her on twitter so highly yeah. recommend um definitely looking her up Kianga yamada yeah yamada taylor hope I said that right Mm -hmm. um yeah and I I agree so going back to your point Najeda, about being a divided country I'm I have been watching the meltdown in some places in in addition to you know just looking at like uh analysis from some of my favorite sources like the Guardian Daily Coase um although I didn't appreciate the fact that they slammed Bernie during the primary period so I did boycott them for a while but um so yeah, in addition to listening, look, looking at reading all the analysis so far, and some of my favorite podcasts will come out this week and they'll have their perspectives, um, I've also been seeing some meltdowns on Twitter, and particularly among the people who follow, and I, I, I'm only invoking this name to, to share what's been going on, QAnon people who believe in this conspiracy, feel free to look that up and just look it up. (laughs) I I would suggest for one's mental health don't go down the rabbit hole of what this QAnon conspiracy cult group, whatever. I mean, it's not really a group. It's very loosely organized. But And organized is a strong word. But yeah, they're having some meltdowns. um, A combination of trust a plan, the real thing, the storm is going to happen on January 20th. But you know, the funny thing about this group is that they've been making these predictions since at least 2017 and the goalpost keeps moving. So, um, but some people are like starting to not trust a plan and then they're getting criticized and gaslighted and believing that they're weak. Um, They just will not accept that Trump has been, I'm going to use that word, defeated. So you
1: love it. You love that <laughs> word. You want to say
0: it all day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll stomp around and say you have been defeated. You're fired. I never watched The Apprentice, so but I get the reference. Um, so yeah, there's there, so yeah, there's some people in the world, and and some of these folks can, some of these folks, folks have guns and weapons. So um, in addition to you know like the white supremacists and the people who are protesting the the counting of the votes and yeah i did see that najeda about the people praying i think it was in arizona maybe i don't know where and yeah it was crazy i don't know where (laughs) (laughs) i'm not knocking prayer or things like that i've prayed a time or two or 500 but i and i can't say it, it may or may not have helped in some circumstances but that's yet a whole other conversation i the the whole idea of standing in front of the window with your arms out, I thought I saw an image of that, and you're praying for the votes to magically either switch to Trump or people are just like, okay, well, yeah, okay, that's we're done here. Um, we got the mandate. We're just gonna from God or whoever we're gonna stop. But I, mean, I really the logic doesn't. <laughs> And, and, and I'm probably, you know, maybe I'm, I'm going to go to hell for saying this. It, it, the logic doesn't hold. Um, it, bizarre. It's, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not trying to make fun of anyone's beliefs or anything like that. But to use your beliefs, really, like that, to stop counting votes, which you're supposed to do in a democracy, that doesn't make sense.
1: Definitely. And you don't want somebody I saw this meme. I think it was an Instagram. Yeah, it was an Instagram that says all the black all the all the uh, all the all lives
0: matter. People don't want it don't want all votes to matter. Oh, that's a good one. I've not seen that. Wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. and, And they were, you know, and actually, like, I think it was Sean King that had tweeted Okay, do you guys realize that if you if we stop the count now, he's going to lose? Like Trump is going to lose? Because that's another thing. He wasn't even ahead when there was... <laughs> it, was well, like, what's it wasn't about? even making sense because at the time he wasn't even ahead. They had not even, you know, rejected, you know, Biden. Biden was not even... It was, I don't think it was when we started noticing that Biden was getting all these votes and things will be, like, it would, and we're like, do you guys, um, you know, but I mean, it was still like, it was very close, but it wasn't like Trump was ahead too, you know? So it was like, do you realize if we stop your Trump loses? Like, you, you know, it's sort of like, and I have to say, you know, I don't get the whole obsession with religion, and then also to be, you know, I mean, I don't get those two. How you can be so about religion and all of that stuff, but yet you you don't care about people, you're cool, you're mean. Like I don't like for me, it doesn't like it doesn't make any sense, you know? Or at least the way, you know, I would think you would care about people. I mean, like I was saying, like You know, recently, I didn't get a chance because it was when I was really busy. I didn't get a chance to actually read an actual article, but I saw the headline. People were talking about it, how I think it's 545 children. They don't know where their parents are.
0: Mm -hmm. These are immigrant
1: children that were separated from their parents by the administration, by the Trump administration. I mean, how cool is that?
0: I mean, we already
1: saw what they did when the whole, this was, this thing was happening. But I mean, and then you can tell me that you don't care about that. and And you, I mean, it's, and then these are the people who tell you, you know, but there's this whole, I think it's the liberals, I think it's the Democrats that have this thing and liberals that say, oh, you know, they, they care about children before the children, is then born because these before these kids are born but once they bo- they are born they don't care about them anymore
0: and that's that's something I will never completely understand i am on the pro choice side of things and and to to have this this stance that you know regardless of circumstances every, every baby must be born but we don't have systems in place to support these babies and yeah like what you just said these children that are missing well, if you care so much about children, then why are you not doing anything about these children who are missing or even the children who are separated from their parents? And it's, yeah, it's really very astounding the claim to have, have this perspective that, oh, you're a Christian and you believe in God and you're, holy and this, that, and the other. And I know this is not the case with every one of every Christian out there. I know that's not the case. There, there are some notable figures out there who say these things, but they don't care about the children who are missing. They don't care about the children in the cages. They don't really care about the children who are being trafficked. They're just making noise to get attention or, you know, they, they, they want some sort of I, I don't, I'm i not even sure what their agenda is, but it doesn't match with what they're saying about being Christian.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So that's the thing, I, I, you know, I was just thinking about it, I guess, you know, I don't know if you wanted to add anything. I think for me, I'm sort of done. And I was thinking, I wonder if in our next episode, will we have a concession speech from Trump?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. <laughs> um yeah I, I yeah i think it's it yeah, is time probably to wrap this up we, we we started talking about well you know these are issues but um that need to be oh yeah addressed definitely. um yeah i wonder what will happen over the next few days or ever the, the one thing that the people in the guardian website keep saying is that um is that trump does not have to concede or make a concession oh yes speech. i it's heard that too. so yeah yeah if he actually does it's like okay well yeah. you put your big boy pants on mm-hmm. and well yeah. you're still you know that doesn't do anything mm-hmm. <laughs> for my opinion of him but at least he did he would do that maybe yeah. possibly yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't um <laughs> I um I think I had another thought but it's gone so it's oh, you, you, important okay. and I'll Portland. save it for another time because it, yeah that's what happens I guess when you you, you get older and things start, <laughs> they don't stay in the brain long enough. And like I said, I kept making mistakes tonight, today and calling Hillary one thing and Marissa May or something else. Yeah. It's um,
1: well, we're all tired. We're all, I mean, you know, aside from what's going on in our own personal lives, this week has been quite a week. And although I know you and I were not one of these people who were like glued to our TV. You know, I didn't I think I watched like <laughs> I would not... turn it on and see what's going on and then I yeah. would turn it off. Like well, I, didn't I didn't really even, or I would yeah. check on my phone. I didn't even do that. Yeah. But I didn't even like actually like yesterday I was home and I could have had the TV on, but I didn't. I think I was on Facebook and I saw somebody said, Biden won Pennsylvania, game over, something like that. And I'm like, Okay, is it true? And then I saw somebody said that somebody else said something okay, Biden has been projected, like Biden is the, you know, president-elect. So I that's how I turned the TV on and I saw, okay, so this was really happening. But just to say, um, this week has been a very long week, I think for all of us co- individually and collectively, you know, so, but who yeah. knows? But I was saying just because we were talking about the con- the the concession, I saw something today where they said, well, Whether or not he concedes, he will either leave peacefully, you know, for the transition or he'll be evicted. You don't know. No, they said they said that either way he'll be evicted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's he's got to go out. That's that's our house. Actually, we're paying on that. You know, so. I think I saw, uh, and I'm not going to do it justice, but there was something on Twitter about how he's experiencing the same stuff that other people have experienced this year. He got COVID. Oh, yes. And, <laughs> and you saw um, it. about to be evicted. And uh, I forget what the third thing was. And but... then and, oh, they said, okay, so I
1: saw it. There was a meme. I think I even shared it in one of my stories last night. So they said he's experienced 2020. He got, he caught COVID. He lost his job and he's about to be evicted. <laughs>
0: There we go. Not to make fun of the people. Actually, you know all. what? Yes.
1: Actually, when I, after I shared it, I was like, and I put a smile. I was like, laugh out loud. I was like, you know, the wife laugh out loud emoji. And I was like, okay, you know what? I thought about it. I said, are we being insensitive to the people? Because that is not like my goal at all. Like, I don't want, that was not my intention. And I don't, but I was even thinking, I'm like, should I remove it? Because. Could it be seen as a way of making fun of, because for me, no, I mean, I really care and I don't want to be, be making fun, but I was just, uh, yes, I have some, I have some thoughts about that, is that could it be seem? could it seem like we're making fun of the people who are going through that, which is horrible, which is not really... What any of us are trying to do,
0: you know no, that's certainly not the intention, although that could very well for some people it could be the impact and of, um, well, yeah yeah, and um the but I guess I bring that up because at least for me, as far as Trump is concerned, good for him um <laughs> Not for the innocent people who were affected by all of this by any means, oh, yeah, which definitely. has in part to do with his lack of response or appropriate response to this madness. And then over the last few weeks or so completely denying the fact that there is, that this is happening. Yeah. So, um, that's, yeah, right or wrong. I'm, I'm probably totally going to go to hell today. <laughs> um, right or wrong. This is, <laughs> or is it because of, everything I've said in the last hour. I don't know. But, um, yeah, yeah okay. that's, but I did see that I, I, I did get a chuckle. And then after the fact, it was like, but what about the people who are suffering? That's not good. I know. <sighs> I
1: thought about it too, because I was like, and I was like, maybe I should. And especially since I put my laugh out loud emoji, you know what I mean? Like, I think it was somebody, I think it was Mark Lamont Hill who said, I don't believe in like enjoying or, you know, whatever people, you know, in people's pain. And he said, but I think for some people, we need to like, you know, we, we, I think I could have an exception and they, and, or so, for some for a specific person, because there was a, a photo of Trump because they said that he was uh, golfing. He was on the golf cart playing when they told him that Biden had mm-hmm. won. And there there's images of him getting like going back in the White House. And they were saying that he had to go through those celebrations. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like you, I'm gonna go to hell. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so, well, yeah,
0: we're both gonna go to hell. Leave us a review before we go. Um, yes. If it's a negative review, please put some humor in it. So it's at least a fun read. That would be nice. Um, but preferably it's a positive one, because the gods of algorithms or whatever would appreciate um, us having some feedback. Preferably positive, but again, if it's negative, at least make us chuckle, at least give us that, give us something. Um, but we we like to hear nice feedback, good feedback. Definitely. Um, and um, yeah, I think, because we could probably, because <laughs> we've already talked before this and then we're going to talk, we could talk more, but we'll leave it at that, I think yes we will
1: okay good good. thank you everyone and we will see well we will talk to you soon or you'll hear us soon
0: take care take care everyone okay thank you for listening to us today
1: we hope you enjoyed this episode of something to reflect on and have conversations with the people in your life we release an episode every two weeks on thursday We would appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast as this will also let you know when new episodes are available to listen to. Leave us a review and keep coming back for more. We'd love to hear from you through your feedback and appreciate your reviews as they help others find our podcast as well. Until next time, be well.